do you know about what I'm doing? Where you can get news about the Jamaican culture and just learn about how Jamaicans are doing as a yard and abroad. You get to learn a new Jamaican patois word or even a Jamaican phrase. I look forward to the patois word of the day. The patois word is pasa pasa. Word today is taco rum. Our word of the day is duffy. Twang. No little, no little twang. Not true. I enjoy tuning in to what a go. It happens every Friday at 7 p.m. So check them out. And bye from Toronto. Dodds, Quebec, it's La Jamaica. It could what a guan. Yes, I. What a guan. I am a big fan of what a guan. Relevant and entertaining. So keep up the good work. Watch what a guan. Big up yourself. What a guan. What a guan. Yes, I. What a guan. Watch what a guan. Always here going to what a guan in a yard. Check it out. 7 p.m. every Friday. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, welcome to another Watagwan. You may have expected the voice of Nicole from Bongotown, but Nicole from Bongotown is in some other town today. So you get me. Uh, it's October. Uh, we have had snow in Calgary already. Uh, the drivers forgot what it meant to drive in winter. It's crazy out there. But guess what? Uh, it's great. Uh, it's our final episode of Wataguan for the 2023 season. And believe it or not, we have done 33 episodes for this year. We have had 46 guests. We're not done yet because we've got three of them tonight that are going to bring uh, the show down for the year, talking about their connection to history and a little bit about the Grace Kennedy Jamaican Birthright Program. Of course, big welcome to all of those who are listening on Fresh FM Radio London. It's great to have you with us, and it has been awesome having you with us this year. Uh, and please remember, Watagwan is available as a podcast on Spotify, on Podbean, on Google, iHeart, and all major podcasting platforms. Again, it's an absolute pleasure having you here with us today. Let me just grab my notes and make sure that I'm covering all the things that Nicole is supposed to have said. Uh, of course, she would possibly say, well, you know, she's getting quickly going to our favorite time of the, of, of the show. Um, I don't know. My favorite time is a, is a time to reason. <laughs> uh, but, of course, we have to do, we have to do Pato time. Again, you know, welcome to Watago. And so uh, let's, let's jump into Pato time because... I am really keen on getting to hear from some young people who have connected to their roots. And that's what Wataguan is all about, sharing the stories, sharing the experiences of Jamaicans here and abroad. So we look forward to that. But before we get to that, let's go to Patwa time and see what Patwa time has for us today. And uh, the Patwa word or phrase, let's see who knows this one. Tanans in a poil no dance. Tannance, you know, poil no dance. And, you know, I, I definitely want to test these youngsters when they come on later. <laughs> but for those who are watching, uh, when you hear this phrase, what does it mean to you? Put it in the comments section. Let's, let's have a conversation here on this phrase about, you know, the Jamaican Patois, an absolutely beautiful language once you get to know it. Uh, it's creative. It's funny. There are lots of different things that, that we learn. My, my, my mom, my late mom, used to say this a lot. Tanansi, no poil, no dance. Let's see who knows what it means. Please jump in the comment section and share it with us. Last week, last week on Wataguan, we had a chance to talk to Marissa Cadenhead about her journey to becoming the number one high jumper in the world. She held the Jamaican high jump record for nearly two decades. 
Uh, she talked about her journey through college into the, the international ranks and what it meant to her, but also how it influences what she does today, teaching youngsters through her athletic foundation, but also the way it has influenced her business. We love it when you engage with us. We love to hear comments. We love your feedback. If you've missed an episode, please check out the replay on wataguan.ca, uh, our YouTube link, link to our Facebook, link to our Instagram. You can find us on all these platforms and you can check out uh, previous episodes of Wataguan. What are some of the things happening across Canada? The Walnut Foundation is having their 2023 annual conference tomorrow, October 28. It's free, it's virtual, it starts at 10 a.m. Eastern time with a slate of experienced professionals as well as prostate cancer survivors sharing information on the topic prostate cancer survivorship, enjoying life beyond treatment. Register to attend at www.thewalnutfoundation.com. And for, for more information, you can email info at thewalnutfoundation.com or you can call 905-799-2759. In Calgary, the Jamaican Canadian Association Alberta will be holding its annual general meeting tomorrow, October 28th at the JCA building, 611-3208, 8th Avenue Northeast in Calgary. The meeting starts at 7 p.m. and will focus on year-end reports, up upcoming events, and the election of officers. All are welcome to attend. For more information, go to www.jcaalberta.com. Also in Calgary, the JCAA invites you to party with them as they present a one in a million you on Saturday, November 11th at the JCAA building, 3208 6th, uh, 8th Avenue Northeast. DJ Tullo and DJ Mike Eclipse Brown will be at the controls from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. Wear white plus your favorite color. Admission is $15 for singles and $25 for couples. There will be a cash bar and soup on sale. Purchase tickets on Eventbrite or call 403-775-1235 for more information. Of course, a little bit of news from Yad. Jamaica wins award for Caribbean's best culinary destination. Jamaica was recently crowned the best culinary destination in the Caribbean at the prestigious 2023 World Culinary Awards held at the Dazzling Atlantis The Royal in Dubai. The other nominees in the category this year were the Bahamas, Cayman Islands, Dominican Republic, and Puerto Rico. At the same awards, Montego Bay was voted the Caribbean's best culinary city destination. Nominees in this category were Georgetown in the Cayman Islands, Nassau, Bahamas, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and Santa Domingo, Dominican Republic. And the Sandals Duns River Resort was voted the world's best inclusive or all-inclusive culinary resort. The World Culinary Awards serves to celebrate and reward excellence in culinary industry through its annual awards program. Join GN Bank Canada Rep Office as we host an information session for the tertiary diaspora to advise on the opportunities available through us this Monday, October 30 at 8 p.m. An exciting new opportunity to connect, inspire, and transform our community while building our circle of influence, friendships, and professional network. For more information, check out our social pages at JN Bank Canada. Africa Fashion Week London is back! The largest annual fashion week in Europe 
profiling African-inspired designs in its entirety invites you to its spectacular two-day event. Whether you want to network with fashion industry gurus or wish to purchase a one-of-a-kind Afrocentric memento in our renowned exhibition marketplace, Africa Fashion Week London promises to immerse you in all things Africa and more. Tickets are selling fast now. Get your tickets at eventbrite.co.uk. Also, don't miss the opportunity to showcase or exhibit your designs at the Fashion Week. Register now at AfricaFashionWeekLondonUK.com. Africa Fashion Week London. Book your tickets now. Uh, welcome back. All right, so this is now my favorite time of the show. This is where an introduction would have occurred uh, to tell us about a time to reason, what we're going to do. So I'm going to introduce my favorite part of the show, which is a time to reason. Time to reason. Welcome. My name is Donovan. And today we're going to talk about connecting to our history, or connecting to your history, and, and specifically about the Grace Kennedy Jamaican Birthright Program. And I have three absolutely fantastic young people in the wings to come share their experience. So I've got Tiana, uh, and maybe I should start with, with Pong. So Okpong Etang is, is the 2015 recipient of the, the, the internship He's a steel pan ambassador, he's a promoter, he's an educator, uh, Concordia graduate uh, in Montreal. His mom is Jamaican, and when he did an internship, he did it with uh, the, the, the Grace Kennedy General Insurance Company. Uh, Tiana, Tiana Thomas, she was the 2017 recipient. Uh, who is Tiana? She's a graduate of Brock uh, University. She went also to Niagara College. She, Born in Kingston, but she, she moved to Toronto when she was pretty young. Uh, she, she has done a number of things. She was the 2014 United Achievers Club of Brampton Scholarship recipient. She also won some stuff at, at I, I think this was when she was at Brock, but the Roots of African Caribbean Society cultural pageant where she was Miss Jamaica, right? Uh, I'm sure there's more that she'll tell me about. And uh, the third guest is Debbie. Debbie Buck. Uh, Debbie is from Jamaican parents. Uh, she lists them as coming from St. Andrew and St. Mary. But she was born in Toronto. Or, well, sure. Is there a difference between Mississauga and Toronto? I don't know. Right? But uh, to me, all of it is Toronto. You know, as, as a guy says, front foreign. So all of the Jamaicans land somewhere on that side. Right? Uh, she's currently a final year student in the universe, at the University of Winnipeg doing athletic therapy. She was also the recipient of the Congress of Black Women Mississauga and Area Scholarship in 2019. She's a lover of sports, music, and travel. And when she did her internship, she did it with Grace and Staff Community Development Foundation. Lots to say about these young people, but I'm going to let them say it themselves. Let's bring them into the discussion about connecting to their roots. Debbie, Pong, Tiana, Onodo. Hello. 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 <laughs> All right. First and foremost. The patois phrase. <laughs> I pass. I I also pass. <laughs> um, I looked it up. Does that count? <laughs> that would have been a smart. That does not, uh, I don't know if the Google answer is correct though, but um, the dance in a while na dance. I saw it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close, close. We had a little close. accent. Close. <laughs> um, Pretty much, uh, if this is right, it means that 
if you're standing on the sidelines and not really getting involved, you can't get into no drama. So if you're at the party and you're just standing on the sidelines, you're not in the mix-up. And you can't spoil right. the party if you're not at a party. Yeah, avoid, avoid the mix-up. Yeah. Right. Close <laughs> enough. Close enough. I, I will take that answer. <laughs> all right, listen. Thank you. Thank you all for joining to have this discussion about connecting to your roots. And we're going to talk a little bit about the the Grace Kennedy Jamaican Birthright Program. Uh, a little background on the program, folks. I think it was started way back in 2004 when Douglas Arrain was CEO. I think he was traveling. I'm reading the story. He was traveling and he saw something similar in, in the UK. And he's like, yeah, you know, why, why not connect young people to Jamaica? Uh, it took a little hiatus and then it restarted in 2015. But primarily it's about connecting young people in the diaspora uh, to Jamaica through an internship program. So maybe where I'll start, and Tiana, I'm gonna start with you because you started the conversation. Sure. Uh, when you applied, what was your driver? What was behind wanting to do this? So uh, when I applied, I actually applied twice for the internship program. So the first year I applied, I was shortlisted. However, I never made it to like the, the interview process and then I decided to apply again in the second year. I think for me, what really stood out about the internship was just the overall benefit of being able to go back to Jamaica and experience Jamaica from a whole other perspective. For me, it was always a dream to maybe go back and one day see myself in a professional setting in Jamaica. I've always seen myself kind of going back home and returning, just returning, returning home. I had family in Jamaica. I love the island. So be able, so being able to go home and also gain valuable work experience was something that really stood out to me. And I thought that it would have been a great, like a, just a great opportunity. So that's why I even applied twice because I didn't get it in the first time. All right, Pong, let's, let's bring you into the, into the conversation because uh, you're a musician, you're an artist, you do all these things. Uh, what was your driver and, and what are some of the, the, the things you gained from having gone and done, done this internship? Um, for me, it was really, it was my first time going. Um, my mother's Jamaican, my father's Nigerian. Um, what I gained, I was in school. I think we all had to be students at the time. And it was, mm -hmm. it was awesome being able to connect what I was learning in school. I studied marketing. Um, I worked at an insurance, GK Insurance mm -hmm. in Jamaica. And to see how things were done in Jamaica versus um, some other internships that I'd done in Montreal. Um, it was cool to see the difference. Mm -hmm. um, as much as it was only five weeks, I mean, I don't know how long. Uh, five weeks, yeah. That's five yeah, weeks. It's about this game, yeah? We were we were the first um, cohort cohort that came back after the recession, and prior to that. Um, my understanding it was 12 weeks long like the whole the whole summer so but in that five weeks time i feel like i i grew a lot professionally i definitely grew um culturally mm -hmm. i was to link up with one of my my great aunts who was over she was 102 at the time um and then when i came, uh, a lot of my friends were like yeah there's a difference like a different aura toward there's a, about you. There's a different confidence that you're moving with. And I felt that to be extremely, extremely helpful in my development as a person. Yeah, I'll come back to that, but I want to hear Debbie's initial experience. So, so Debbie, uh, from Mississauga, yes. uh, <laughs> your, your experience, you know, overall, what, 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 what was the big thing for you? Um, for me, it was really just being able to go back to Jamaica um, and experience it in a completely different way. Because I, as well as Tiana, like I have family in Jamaica. Um, majority of my family, my aunts, my uncles, cousins, my grandparents are all in Jamaica. And so when you go back, it's just to be around family. So yes, you learn about the culture, but you're not necessarily like seeing the different places you're spending time with family. So um, this opportunity allowed me to see Jamaica in a way that I never would have been able to. I got to go to places that my family members who live in Jamaica have never been to. Mm -hmm. So they now look at me and be like, yeah, Debbie knows everything about Jamaica. She's, <laughs> she's, she's a Jamaica girl now. So, 
that's 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 interesting because one of the things and and Tia, let's bring you in on this. Uh, share. Let, let me share this with the, with, the, with the viewers. <laughs> I love that picture, by the way. Talk 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 to us about the immersion and the things that possibly were clarified or validated or just were exposed to you that previously you didn't have. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, a lot of the times people have like a negative connotation to Jamaica because of the things that are normally portrayed um, in media. They like to focus on like things like crime and corruption and the times that we do get to see a positive like trait of Jamaica is normally through like athleticism or you know people love Jamaican music. So it was nice to be able to be in Jamaica and just to experience more than just what's shown on like mainstream media. Like I had been in Jamaica previously because I would go visit my mom um, every summer who was living in Jamaica up until about five years ago when she migrated to the States. So I did have that different perspective and outlook, but to be in a professional setting and to see kind of how the different classes of people in Jamaica lived and how everyone kind of came together to make Jamaica what it is, just being able to be in like, I love the fact that after work one day I could stop and go get coconuts on the roadside, which is things that you don't get to normally see. So yes, it was like, there's the music, there's the culture, there's the things that you see. And then there are things that might be scary to some, but it was more like just embracing Jamaica for what it was for the people, for the food, the culture, and just the atmosphere that it's just so hard to replicate. And also by being in the program and having that like support and that protection. Like we went to Reggae Sum Fest and we were in the booth with Shensia. So like you might not get that experience just going as a regular tourist or you might be a little bit too scared to intertwine with the people of Jamaica, but we we weren't scared to do anything. We just got to be. And that was just really great about the program. And and you were downtown Kingston. Uh, that picture is downtown. Yes, uh, that's actually Debbie. That oh, that's Debbie. That's you downtown, right, Debbie? Yes. And, and one of the interesting things uh, that people might not know is that Grace Kennedy deliberately built its corporate offices downtown, mm-hmm. right, near Breezy Castle, right, and a couple of other uh, corporates have, 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 have embraced downtown and, and, and the experience that that downtown uh, brings. Debbie, what was your biggest learning during that time? Ooh, my biggest learning. Um, I think it was learning to just be super flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times things were not going to go how you expect them. Um, I think for me, just growing up in Canada, we're used to things happening at a certain speed or um, getting done in a certain way. Um, and for me, working in the community community development foundation, things didn't go as quickly as you wanted to go, or you had to talk to two or three people. Um, some days where um, in my internship, I had a, a French club that I ran through one of the homework centers in Majestic Gardens. And so you had to take the taxi to get there. If I was leaving the Grace Kennedy office at a certain time, I'm not getting a taxi. That's not happening. (laughs) (laughs) So you kind of had to plan ahead or sometimes being at the homework center and not being able to get a taxi to go back home. So Mm -hmm. it's just being flexible and not being like super anxious about anything. Just go with it. Um, You're always going to have somebody looking out for you at the end of the day. So that was a big like real Jamaican vibe. Just go with it. As an artist, uh, you know, I want to go down that, that path a little bit. What were some of the things that, that maybe jumped out at you uh, during the experience? I, I would say that music is everywhere. Uh, we went to different cricket matches. <laughs> I was very fond of going to the cricket matches because we had... Um, we didn't have a regular pass. We had kind of like a VIP and you got food with it. It was like kind of like an all-inclusive situation mm-hmm. and um, met Bounty Killer, met um, Beanie Man, who uh, <laughs> formed, formed during the, the halftime show mm-hmm. at multiple times. I saw Beanie Man a few times. I saw him at some fest as well, but being right next to him and being able to take a picture with him was pretty big. Um, so just the fact that music is everywhere, 
um, all kinds of music. I'd be very interested to hear what they play on the radio now, but I feel like they're not, like Jamaica's not far behind in terms of music um, happening in North America, but at the same time, Jamaica's the epicenter of culture, I would say, uh, globally. Um, if not for Jamaicans, there would be no hip hop. There would be so many genres that, that would not exist, you know? So yeah. as much as hip hop is like the number one genre right now, there would be no hip hop without Jamaica. Mm -hmm. So um, as an artist, it was it was really cool to be in the epicenter of culture, uh, see Bob Marley Museum, um, to, to learn some, uh, you know, some quirks about Bob and, and some stuff that he enjoyed and this is where this happened and see bullet holes are still in, in, in the, in the home and stuff. So mm -hmm. as an artist, I, I really, I really enjoyed that aspect that music and stories about music and artists were everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Tia, your, your biggest memory of, of the, the experience? Wow. Um, I think overall it was just the entire experience. I'm not sure if I'm still in the live because I can't. I'm oh, not yeah, sure you're good. It. Okay. You're good. It, it came to full screen, so I wasn't sure if it, if it kicked <laughs> me out or not. But overall, it's hard to pick one thing that I could say was the biggest experience. To me, the experience in itself overall is it was everything also being able to connect with because we're there with other people from like the uk and the mm -hmm. usa so the biggest thing for me was the relationship that was made with my fellow interns and just how we went through that internship together and the bond we created i was the only girl with three boys so it was kind of like the big little sister like i got to kind of be the boss as well but also <laughs> got protected and i was i was taken care of um even so much that when Cleveland, the other intern from UK, he came and visited Toronto this year, we hung out. And then the next month I had to go to the UK to visit family. And I hung out with Cleveland and another one of the UK um, interns, Olivia, we got to meet. So it was, it was, it was just nice to be able to share that experience with people to also see how the different diaspora reacts in Jamaica, how we can connect to, and just to bring that outside of the experience was like, yeah. great. Now we're here and we have, our group as ambassadors and we're still continuing to advocate for the program but we also have this moment that bonded all of us so it's like oh you're another ambassador so nice to meet you and it's like overall that's something that you can't take away and it, it kind of goes to show the connection that gets built that i think is overlooked that that mm -hmm. connection because you never know when we might come together as a diaspora and do something big for jamaica and we wouldn't mm -hmm. have had that connection if it wasn't for the internship so yeah. that for me i think i guess to sum it up it would be the, everything but the people <laughs> The people were great too. Yeah, and, and for those who are watching, this is not a program focused on Canada, it's focused on, on youth in the diaspora. So I think the qualification is, I think it's 18 to 30 uh, or 28 or something like that, uh, going to a tertiary institution, uh, all expenses paid, right? Uh, for, for a period and you get to, to connect both professionally and personally. Uh, in in the space, so you get, uh, you know, the VIP treatment. You have to link me up with Shensia, by the way. All right, all right, with a man on the bounty thing, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I forgot, I forgot to get that link. The princess of dance, also themselves. For Shensia, uh, Debbie, yes. talk talk to us a little bit about having come back from the experience, because you you were born and 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 raised in Canada. Mm -hmm. Then you get this immersion through, through the the, the internship in, in in 2022. How has it affected your outlook as as a Jamaican in the diaspora? Well, um, ever since I was little, I always said I'm Jamaican, but I was just born in Canada. You know, so um, being able to be a part of the program kind of just solidified that for me. Um, that I Jamaica's home for me. Um, I live in Canada, yes, but Jamaica is home, and um, it gave me a greater appreciation for um, for my history, for my culture, for like where I come from. Um, coming back, uh, I think it also gave me a greater confidence because being in the program, you're around individuals that you 
wouldn't normally be around. You're meeting people that you never thought you would meet. And so it gives you that like, okay, it's almost like a confidence boost to like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm that person. Like I can do it. So mm -hmm. um, definitely gave you a sense of confidence, um, mm -hmm. a drive. Um, it also gave me a bigger um, passion for community work. Um, I already love to be involved in my community, um, but being able to work um, within the community and do the different things like the Kingston Harbor cleanup and having the um, French uh, club that I ran, all of those things just added to my passion for community work. Yeah. Uh, Pong, same, same question for you. You go, you have this experience, you, you come back. What, what's, what's the before and after? Um, before is having had an opportunity to go when I was eight years old, um, for my grandfather's funeral, but my mom, we didn't end up going cause my, it was a little bit too much for my mom and I had always wanted to go. Um, so leading up to it, I, I forget if it was Tiana who applied twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my prior year, um, the cutoff date for us was 25 years old and I applied when I was 24 and I wasn't, it was a little too late for my application. So I just made it when I was 25 the next year, I made sure that I had all my documents in order and everything. Um, but I went, I came back. Um, my mom who was a little bit, um, she feels better now, but at the time, because she immigrated to Montreal when she was 12, she mm -hmm. always had a bit of hesitancy about going back. So she was kind of living vicariously through me. Mm -hmm. and, um, when I got back, she had all these questions and <laughs> I didn't get to go to Westmoreland, but where, where she's from and, mm -hmm. and with, but um, when I got back, she noticed a difference in, in my demeanor. Uh, my patois got better. It's, I, <laughs> I lost it, but I understand everything. And and like, I mostly heard it when she was around other Jamaicans or whenever she got mad at my brother and I, you know, so. <laughs> um, but I would say that my friends noticed uh, a confidence. Uh, they noticed uh, a change and, uh, you know, it's very important to know where you come from. So mm -hmm. having had that experience, I felt like I, I grew as a person. And it, it was a, a very, you can't, you can't take that away from somebody, you know? So very invaluable experience for me. Yeah. Uh, Tia, or Tiana, <laughs> as, as an ambassador of, of, of the program, what, what are some of the things that you highlight to, to young Jamaicans uh, on, on why they should look at this and, you know, work hard like you did, double the effort to make sure it happens? Well, it's like a, it's a one in a lifetime, I think, opportunity. And like Pong specified with just having certain criteria, like being before you're 25 or being enrolled in post-secondary school, uh, you might not necessarily have the opportunity to do something like this, whereby you don't necessarily have the added, added like stress or burden because we go into real life and we start adulting. So you, the chance to go to Jamaica or to work or to just immerse yourself in an, a whole other culture, that is your culture. You might not just have that chance or that opportunity without having to like really uproot yourself. Um, so like one of the biggest selling points for me is the fact that you can reconnect with your roots. Um, like just the overall experience that you get from going through the program. So just trying to talk to people about the culture immersion aspect, but also the professional aspect, being able to see Jamaica in a new light, yourself in a new light. And like how Pong talked about um, understanding where you come from, I'm really big on that Marcus Garvey quote that a people without knowledge of their past, mm -hmm. history, roots, origin, and culture is like a tree with no roots. So just mm -hmm. being able to share my own experience, but just the benefits overall of the program. A lot of people love to think of it as like a paid vacation, but it's not necessarily a paid vacation because you're still there to work. You have to really want more than just the freebie out of the program for you to also be a great fit with the program for you to get the value out of it. Um, mm -hmm. So it de like depends on who you're talking to. There's different things. Some people 
they might be really excited to meet the prime minister or the minister of foreign affairs, which we also got to do courtesy calls with. Um, they might enjoy just, just like we did volunteer efforts. We, um, I know that Debbie talked about the kinks and cleanup, but we got to go to the, um, the, it's like the foster center. I can't remember the exact name in Kingston. And we got to go and hang out with the foster children for the day. We brought snacks, we played games, and they mm-hmm. just appreciated hearing our stories. And just that in itself was a good give back because now you, you're going to show these kids hope of what, mm-hmm. you know, where they could be. Yeah, the, the education run. Yes, thanks, Pong. You put that in the chat. <laughs> we did the education run. I didn't, that was my first time doing 5K. I didn't finish the file. I didn't run the full 5K, but <laughs> I was there. But there's so much, it's so much more than just the freebies and the party. It's an overall experience. It's five weeks, but in five weeks, you can kind of see yourself living in Jamaica, seeing what life would be like if you had that, if you were just in that space. And there's just so many good things. It's hard to summarize it. And as an mm-hmm. ambassador, it's like, I want to talk about everything. I want to show a running slideshow. Like, this is what I did. This is where I've been to. And I think the enthusiasm just speaks for it itself. So people are mind they go, okay, that's kind of, that's cool. I'll check it out. So yeah, that's what yeah. I would say. Uh, Debbie, you, you get a chance to talk to a youngster in Mississauga who was born in, in, in Mississauga about this. What, what's the selling points for you to them? Ooh, selling points would definitely be um, getting back to your roots, experiencing where your family comes from, whether it be your parents, your grandparents, um, getting to know who you are, um, getting to give back to a country that really either directly or indirectly has made you who you are today, um, and just getting to grow um, in the workforce, in creating connections, um, because you're going to make a lot of connections that are lasting. Um, my manager at Grace and Staff, I still talk to her to this day. I had her as a reference for one of the jobs I was applying for. So <laughs> you really make those connections um, and they hold a lot of weight. So um, it's a really great program. Yeah. All right. Here, here's the last one for everybody. Yeah, you have to give me a highlight, something that you learned. And, and Tia, even though you have been going back and forth, uh, I'm sure there's something that popped up during the internship that was a first. Everybody have to give me a first or something that, that they learned uh, as part of the internship. And it can't be about being a man about it. Whoever went to some first. <laughs> pongo, pongo, pongo. <laughs> um, Stumpfest was a blast. It was at have you ever, have you ever been to a show like Sumfest before? That Sumfest is a one of a kind thing. If you've never been to a stage show in Jamaica, no, I, right. I'd never been to a festival of that magnitude. Um, any artist that you could think of who was hot in 2015 and even before that, um. I wish I would have been able to see Shensia. I can't <laughs> lie. But um, yeah, Sunfest was a whole, 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 whole experience. We got there maybe 7, 8 p.m. and ended up leaving. The first night we ended up leaving there like 6 a.m., 6 in the morning. There's pictures of us like sleeping in, in the little cabana that we were that we were in. But it was it was... Wow. So that was a big first. Uh, going to a cricket match, um, seeing the, the different style of cricket, that's, um, I think they, they push it as a little bit more entertaining. So it mm-hmm. didn't take like the few days that it would take to finish a, a cricket match. But the more than that was like the experience of the being in the VIP section and yeah. there were like celebrities around and Beanie and Bouncy Killer performing at halftime. Um, yeah, those were some very awesome first for me, especially as an artist. Yeah, Debbie. Uh, for me, um, it was the Grace Kennedy anniversary. So the, the 100, oh. the GK 100, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. so that was huge. Getting to dance with Ding Dong, um, <laughs> yeah, <it was. laughs> um, getting to meet Tony Rebel, take pictures of him. Um, being, able to, <laughs> being able to host with Julie Mango, like those, being just being in that space it was like 
do I belong here? And it's like, and no, you do, but it's just, it's, you don't, you can't believe it. And just being able to look back at the pictures and see the videos of the day, it's like, whoa. And that yeah. day was a really full day because there was the um, diaspora conference that morning. And so getting to meet the different ministers and all of that, it was just mm -hmm. my favorite part of the whole program. Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. You guys have such like really cool experiences. I'm really jealous about that ding dong. <laughs> so, like, oh my God, the GK, because like well, you saw the video, was it fling you guys were doing? Um, oh. oh no, we did bounce, ding dong bounce. Yes, I was like, oh, uh, I was like, okay, you guys, they were getting it. Everyone was dancing. Um, I would say my favorite part, okay, something new, and then I'll go, I guess, maybe a favorite, the new thing for me that I really enjoyed was when we had JCDC, Jamaica Cultural Development Center come in and they um, brought us some homemade musical instruments. So I actually got to use the grater and use the grater to make music. And we talked about the different folk forms in, throughout Jamaica and how that connected to various parts of our African ancestry. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm really big on just like the intersectionality between Africa, the Caribbean and where yeah. we come from. So that was really nice just to, that was really interesting just for me to see. And that's something that sparked my thought process going forward is just how we were impacted as slaves and where we are today. So that mm -hmm. was really, it was something really different that I didn't expect to get out of the internship. Mm -hmm. uh, something that was really fun that I enjoyed so much was when we went away for Sunfest, the weekend we also did Appleton um, rum tasting. Rum tour, okay. Rum tour, the rum tasting. <laughs> 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 the Appleton rum tour. So learning how everything was brewed, but also getting to have a little takeaways. Yeah. Um, that, that was fun. And we also did the um, Green Grotto Cave, that same okay, day, yeah. passing yeah. through Trelawney, being like, you same bulls from there, and I run track. So I was like, no. <laughs> It was great. It was that was like it was that was a really fun part. We were supposed to do the Martha Bray River tour as well, Rapping, but the people yeah. voted against it because they were too tired after Sunfest. So it was like majority rules, and at that time, I really didn't like being the only girl. But <laughs> that was um, that would have that would have definitely topped off that weekend for me. But that was fun, and I think one of that weekend also fell on like the Independence Weekend. So oh, that overall weekend was crazy. just a nice getaway, yeah. and then you got back to work the Tuesday morning because you have to still go to work after you do all of these excursions that are back to back. You get up, <laughs> you're like, "Come on, maybe we shouldn't drink the Heineken Day, you know, but the red, the red, the red stripe, the red stripe sorrel, the red stripe sorrel, sorrel. Mm -hmm. All right, <laughs> that's the one. That's not a drink. Your work-life balance was definitely there. It was fun. <laughs> all right, the the clock is ticking. We we'll have a wrap up. Talk all about right. food. Uh, you know, because I mean, where you get in Canada and where you get in Jamaica is two different things. Uh, food highlights on, on the internship. Um, I'll say as we as we talk about the Appleton rum tour, I have <laughs> Appleton in Jamaica and I can't have it anywhere else. It it doesn't taste the same. Um, back here in Montreal, uh, I've had it in, in New York. It's, it's not, it's not the same. I don't know if it's the water filtration. Um, but the food, um, every day at work, uh, cause we had our stipend, I forget how much it was, but my manager at the insurance company was just going the extra mile and made it where I didn't have to pay for any food. So I took money home back to, to Montreal <laughs> because I saved so much money on food. Um, but the food portions were so big. We, we had a canteen. It's not, it's not a canteen that you would find in Montreal. We're getting like jerk chicken and stew, stew beef and stew chicken. And oh my goodness, kingfish. I mean, if, if you want to take that risk at work, you know, but um, I would, divvy up my plate in half because it was such a big meal because <laughs> i would find myself like if the first few days i ate the whole meal and then you know i just i just kicked in <laughs> and that was a problem at work you know so <laughs> i made sure to, to find a solution but um the food was rich the food was real chicken is is real chicken it's not pumped up with all kinds of hormones and stuff so um i i quite 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 enjoyed the food maybe and drinks for me i i love food um 
if I'm in Jamaica, it's just guinip. Give me guinip and I'm good to go. So <laughs> me, anytime we're on the road, if I see someone on the roadside with guinip, stop me if I get guinip. And um, so that was that for me. But everything else, it was just food everywhere. Just like Pong said, like food, food, food. And it's a lot of food and everyone wants to feed you. I think my first day of the, um, when we started working, um, my manager, she came to me and she was like, I probably shouldn't tell the story, but we're going to tell the story anyways. She came to me and she said, you want to leave early? I said, where are we going? <laughs> so we took Devon Hulls and we had the patties down at Devon Hulls. Yeah. Man, so good. <laughs> so, so good. So, yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right, Devon Hulls is a staple. Tia, you get for wrap this up. Food. Yeah, well, food was good. Um, Sorry, Pong, that you didn't have this in your time, but we actually got food vouchers. So we have um, Island Grills, one of the sponsors, and Tasty. Oh, so just going to Tasty's with your food voucher on lunchtime to get a pate and a cocoa bread, a cheese pate, or Island Grill with your with your food voucher. And then by that time, Grace also had um, Hilo as one of their subsidiaries, a grocery store. So we had grocery vouchers to go get whatever we wanted. I loved packing myself around spice bun and the tin cheese to put that in my little lunch on top of the food that I was planning on getting. But you know that the tin cheese is different over in Jamaica. So that yeah. was good. Food is always good. Food everywhere is good. And being on the UE campus was also good because of the KFC. And you know Jamaica KFC tastes better than KFC anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you cannot be in Jamaica and go hungry if it's getting up on the roadside picking a mango from the tree or some guava whatever is in season. You know that you'll be fed and well taken care of. <laughs> all right listen it's been an absolute pleasure having all of you here talking about your experience and and connecting to your roots i think it's it's really important to to share the story and to share the experience for people watching if you know a youngster uh let me let me share it here that uh, could benefit from this if they're in tertiary institution applications are still open until the end of November, they can, uh, oh, I don't think anybody's going to scan the QR code, but just go on the, the Grace Kennedy website. Uh, the foundation has a link there and you'll get all the information related to applying, uh, encouraging them to connect to their roots because they'll end up having stories and experiences like Debbie, Tia, and Pong. Uh, Tia, thanks for linking me up and making sure that this happened. Debbie Thank and Pang, so thanks for Thank joining and sharing the, the story about connecting to your roots. It's inspiring. And I'm sure you guys will continue to do fantastic things in your lives based on the fact that you have connected the way you have uh, with your roots. Take care on yourself. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right. Thank you. Uh, great discussion, great discussion. Uh, there's no there's no Nicole to, to do the chit-chat with. Uh, but of course, I have to big up all the people who joined. Clarence, big up yourself as always, Bridget. Thanks for thanks for joining. Thanks for seeing the the, the great ambassadors of, of Jamaican Jamaican culture or Jamaican Canadian culture. Uh, thanks, Renee, for loving Debbie, but I'm sure you love everybody. And uh, more importantly, you love Jamaica, you love the experience that that they have shared. Uh, guess what? This is the final episode of What a Gone for the 2023 season. Like I said, you know, we started in February. We've done 33 episodes. We had 40 odd guests. We've talked about health. We've talked about wealth. We've talked about all kinds of things. You name it, we've talked about it. We talk about community. We talk about culture. We talk about history. We've shared patra words. We've shared smiles. We've you know, Nicole talk about dry bread and biscuit and all kinds of different things. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure doing what I go on, being here, sharing our culture 
promoting Jamaica, promoting important topics. And for all who have watched us all over the world, we, we appreciate it. Those uh, listening on Fresh FM Radio London, thanks for joining this year. And we look forward to coming back strong in 2024 to share more about Jamaican culture, about who we are, about what this is all about. Uh, before we go, we have to wrap up on with the patter word of the day. I think Tia give the answer. Tanans in a pile not dance. Being a silent observer will not influence an outcome or conversation. So you can, as we say in Jamaica, just dance back and watch our go on. Right? Uh, that's what the, the patter word is. As always, uh, you know, we're grateful that you were able to support us this season. Uh, your comments, uh, uh, the thumbs up, uh, everything uh, for everybody who was a guest. Thanks for the time. Nicole not here today, but big up Nicole. Thanks for bringing her, her bongo tone culture and her vibes and energy to, to, to the program. Uh, as always, you, you know, we want to continue to promote Wataguan. All the episodes will be on our YouTube channel or Facebook page. You can reach those from the website wataguan.ca. And as Nicole always say, Guan has two A's. It's been, like I said, an absolute pleasure to, to do it. And we look forward to coming back next season stronger, uh, bigger, wiser, but still focused on promoting Jamaica and Jamaican culture. Enjoy the seasons as they come. Uh, what we have Thanksgiving, we have Christmas, we have New Year's, we have, uh, I don't know what else is going to happen in between, but make it deliberate. Take care of you, take care of yourself. Be, be proud of who you are, be proud of the culture, and we'll be back next season to do it again. Take care. Bye.